Hello all. I'm very pleased to be uh, having a chat today uh, with a good friend of mine, Shafiq. Um, and we're going to talk about what's going on on the kind of commercial and F&B uh, real estate picture in Singapore um, at the moment, after obviously the circuit breaker and as we're entering or kind of still in phase two, hoping to enter phase three at some point. So welcome, Shafiq. Hi, George. Thanks for um, having me on. Yeah, great. Right, mate, great. Uh, uh, just to give you a background of uh, what I do, um, I'm involved in the uh, real estate market. Um, so I work on behalf of landlords and uh, tenants operators, uh, specifically FMB and retail operators, uh, looking for space, looking for development, and uh, making sure that um, any of leases uh, we do are sustainable, both on behalf of the landlord and uh, and the operator himself itself. Um, and I do a bit of work in terms of consultancy um, in regards to lifestyle and retail pitches for, for some of the government bodies, uh, just as a consultant, as and when uh, it's required for a new, uh, new development, new neighbourhoods and whatnot. So I guess that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, great. I mean, it's obviously quite, that's, I mean, that gives you a real, I think, insight into the... Um, you know, in, into kind of the real economy of Singapore at the moment. Obviously, you know, my day to day, I'm talking financial markets, generally represented by large multinationals. And obviously, on your side, you're dealing with large multinationals taking office space, but also you're dealing with the kind of, you know, in America, they call them the mom and pop shops, um, the smaller uh, operators, privately owned, family businesses and stuff. So, so, you know, how's it been this year for you? I mean, how did it, did it start with great optimism <laughs> at the beginning of 2020? Um, lots of projections um, that have then been sort of obviously we've all had to adapt. It, it, how's it been for you the year? I think um, to be honest, uh, especially within the retail retail FMB market, um, the effects were already seen sometime in January. Okay? okay, so I think by the time we hit Chinese New Year, which was uh, what probably late January, early February, I guess the first case was already reported. In first imported case was already reported. So a lot of um, companies were shifting or making sure they had contingency plans, uh, business continuity plans, uh, to, uh, such as working from home, team A, team B and whatnot. So we did see the, the start of the effect uh, back then. If you ask me whether we were a lot more optimistic, yes. I, I think 2020, there were a lot of operators who said, look, I think this is the year we, we continue our expansion plans. This is the year we probably look at, for, for local operators especially, maybe, maybe moving overseas and whatnot. Um, obviously, that's now all been put on hold or been uh, put in the back burner. Um, it's interesting times, interesting times. I guess um, the um, circuit breaker period, which I think is the first time we've ever seen it, at least in my lifetime, where we all made to stay home and whatnot, that's really impacted a lot of the uh, cash flows for businesses and whatnot, and uh, have in a way made um, many organizations uh, relook their real estate plans, at least for the next 12 to 18 months. No? Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it would seem hyper logical in a way that 
you know, businesses that have been particularly, say, you know, if we take, let's take, you know, I think Singapore, you know, the conversation we're having now is about Singapore, but I think it'd be kind of reflective of kind of every other big city um, or country in some respects, because right. we have a big, busy um, uh, CBD, which let's say in Singapore, obviously when I first got here was, was basically Raffles Place um, and, and, and the drinking options or eating out was, um, was Boat Quay or, or Tari Square. That's now expanded enormously. You know, Marina Bay Financial Centre, Asia Square, Marina One, um, you know, pushing out uh, the CBD, then up to Tangjong Pagar. So the city's got bigger um, and it's got more vibrant. And then suddenly overnight, um, you know, all those patrons of all those businesses, the business, and, you know, for yourself, when you're offering the, you know, the, the spaces, I presume you get quite involved in the business plans for these places. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't, ever envisage a time where uh, the workers were forcibly not allowed to come into the CBD. So it must have been absolutely, you know, extraordinary, really, um, you know, for, for, for these operators. And, and I presume the government measures help somewhat to, 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 to stop it. Does, it does. I, I think you're right. You're absolutely correct in terms of no one expected, you know, the work from home arrangements to continue for a very uh, long period. Uh, I, I think everyone's thought once we got through the uh, first first month and more second month of um, of circuit breaker, once phase two was announced, people will be back in the offices and whatnot. Um, obviously, that's not uh, that's not happened, and I guess that's just one small part of the equation. Um, you know, other other issues that have come up would be social distancing. All right. Yeah. So, to give you an example, I mean a restaurant which is. I would say about a thousand, two thousand square feet will typically have between thirty to uh, sixty, sixty, um, sixty a capacity of thirty or sixty people. That's almost half now because, of course, you can't have uh, groups of more than five. Tables have to be a meter apart, no intermingling. So that's really made you know business a lot harder. All right. Um, yeah. Of yeah, course, if you look at some of the Chinese restaurants especially, I mean, that's very much um, food that's being shared, right? You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. And, and that's not allowed now. You're not allowed to move across tables. You're not allowed to share food, you know? So it's, it's a bit harder. It's a bit harder. I, I, I wonder, I think I spoke to a few of the Chinese uh, restaurant clients or Chinese cuisine clients I've had, and they've, they've had it. A lot tougher. Uh, they've not rebounded as uh, as fast as some of the other cuisines or some of the other operators. Yeah, I mean that's it's very interesting as well. Actually, I suppose yeah, so different restaurants are kind of more suited to to thrive um, mm -hmm. than than mm -hmm. others because of the because of the measures and and then because I mean it, it's clear to me having you know gone out that restaurants haven't doubled their prices. So so if they're unable to um, you know have uh, if they have to half the amount of people that they're able to have um, mm -hmm. in the restaurant but they're still not doubling their their prices I mean, how is it how is it sustainable do you think i think it really depends i guess this is a, this is unprecedented and uh, i guess the reality is this is where the relationship between landlords and tenants uh is very important uh, it's a lot more important than before um I think tenants need to be sustainable. Tenants need to be able to pay their staff, pay their suppliers, um, I mean, pay their rent to be a uh, going concern. Uh, landlords need to understand. I 
landlord needs landlords need to um, realize that um, they need to help out. They need to put um, some skin in the game. Um, they need to realize that, um, or they have realized actually. A lot of the landlords have realized that as long as I have a tenant who has a sustainable business, as long as you know uh, we help them in the interim period, it it builds a relationship and it builds a longer term uh, longer term tenant. In so far as if you know if 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 we, if we stick to existing rents, if if we don't help out, uh, we might lose the tenant. They might they might just um, close shop. And then the reality is it's very, very hard to find a replacement tenant in this market. All right. The biggest consideration other than rent, especially for a new operator coming to a market or expanding, is the capital expenditure for fitting out. Yeah. And yeah. No, the reality is everyone's being very wary. Everyone's being very cautious. And um, there's no point in... Um, in uh, in putting money into something which you're not very confident of, uh, of getting your ROI within the prescribed period. So I think that's a big consideration. So to answer your question, um, landlords have, uh, have assisted. Obviously, there have been government initiatives to support these businesses. Um, landlords have been proactive, you know, so it's, it's, it's helped. You, you don't really need to, you know, um, give rent holidays, it could even be in a sense of rental, rental deferrals, or, you know, just making sure that there's a plan in the longer term to, for the tenant to say, okay, look, you know, you may, maybe just take a percentage of, of your revenue, percentage of your gross turnover for the next six months. That will help you tight, tight through this period. And then when the market rebounds, we'll, we'll work out a new structure or we'll go back to existing rents. So I think a lot of the operators, or I, I know a lot of the operators are appreciative of that. Um, just to alleviate the financial pressures, just to make sure that cash flows um, work in the, in the meantime. All right. So, I mean, I think that in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's the existing sentiment. That's it, what's happening or the conversations landlords and tenants are having. Yeah, I think that's really, yeah, that's quite encouraging, actually, I think. Because traditionally, one always assumes that landlords are going to be a bit tough, particularly here. Um, because, you know, rightly or wrongly, there's a sort of stereotype that uh, landlords in Singapore can be quite, quite, <laughs> quite, quite rigid. And um, it's, it's encouraging that they're coming to the party. And I think, so, I mean, I, I, I think I'll pose two questions to you in a way. One, one that's mm -hmm. maybe a bit on the negative side and one that's potentially on the positive side. So on the negative side, um, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen um, within, the, within the CBD moving forward? How's that going to change? And... Um, and, and on a more positive kind of perspective, uh, you know, as, as we were speaking just a bit before we started recording, you know, there are areas kind of outside of the CBD where people live that are really busy now because everyone's working from home. People don't want to be at home all the time. We're, we're not in the circuit break. You can go out, you can grab a beer, you can grab a lunch coffee, you can work in a cafe, you know, so people are kind of encouraged to, to, to kind of really embrace their local communities more so. And, and, and as always, you know, business finds a way. Um, uh, the market will find other ways to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, to to create revenue. And maybe that's, you know, a focus outside the CBD now as everyone's work life sort of changes. So, so yes, I mean, just to address that first one first, you know, what, what, what do we think is going to happen in the CBD? Um, short run, I guess, you know, 
working from home will continue for the uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of um, a lot of people I've spoken to can't wait to be back in the offices. Um, but it will take time. It will take time. I, I think or I feel that a lot of the firms will start with team A, team B arrangement. So one week on, one week off, um, just to make sure that um, there's no second wave and whatnot, just doing their part. Um, my gut feel is that um, people will start tripping back potentially, hopefully for, for me at least, uh, fourth quarter of the year or early next year. Um, I think it's, it's, it's important for a lot of the operators that uh, for, for people to be back in the offices. Um, Trying try to be a bit more positive about it. Um, it seems like um, we're getting closer to a vaccine, which has a lot of people are saying, oh, that's, that's the one we need, you know. Um, and then things will be more relaxed, things will be back. Um, I've, I've looked at, uh, I've been looking at the numbers of new cases um, across the board over the past um, two to three weeks, and it's been trending pretty well. I think numbers are very, very much lower. I think yesterday we had a very, 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 very low number, 21, 25 people. Yeah. So I think that's positive. Um, it's, uh, it's trending upwards, and um, I guess, you know, our Mr. Chanchun Singh has mentioned, look, Whilst we cannot go back to pre-COVID levels, I think the economy cannot sustain a second second lockdown, and we really need to start boosting it. So it's it's going it's going to um it's going to it's going to get better sooner rather than later. Um, my gut feel is we're looking at late fourth quarter or the turn of the year. Um, but yeah, I guess from an operator standpoint, even for the landlords. Uh, the sooner the sooner people are back in the offices, the better. Um, and I guess if you look at it long term, um, the Singapore government has mentioned the, the plans around the CBD is to further the idea of work lift play. So a lot of the a lot of the, MP, the plots of lands which are to be developed will be released for um, for residential units and whatnot, mixed developments and whatnot. We still have a few. Um, Few office developments, which are which will be coming out in the next two to three years. We've got the uh, the development at Central Boulevard. Uh, we've got Capita Spring coming up at the old Golden Shoe um, yes. car park. Yeah, that, yeah. that monster. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, been going up. There are a lot of um, new supply coming on board, so uh, people have to be back in the offices, <laughs> or, or or else this. I mean, it's going to be a bit hard for to reach. Um, to reach um, good pre-TOP uh, com commitments for this development. Yeah. Um, rightly or wrongly, um, I guess with, with, with what happened with Circuit Breaker, you know, with, with uh, what's happened with some of the um, foreign workers, especially within the construction industry, uh, we've had a lot of buildings which were meant to TOP maybe this year, maybe next year where TOP will now be delayed by at least six months, just purely because we can only now get workers on site to start working. So they, they've lost a bit of time, all right? Um, yeah. But I, I guess in the long run, um, I suspect the rebound, 
proper, proper rebound will, will start middle of next year, 2022. Yeah. Uh, I think some of, the, some of the landlords we've spoken to have mentioned that um, in terms of leases and in terms of structuring of rents, I think the next year, year and a half, is when we, we need to be a bit more creative. Uh, we need to be a bit more, we need to think a bit more out of the box in terms of how we structure rent. But uh, 20, 2022 onwards is when we, we expect um, rents to potentially go back to pre-COVID levels uh, or just slightly under. All right. At the end of the day, I guess sustainability is, um, is the key. No one has a crystal ball. Um, but I guess in terms of making um, financial decisions, making you know, planning of cash flow, that's when we, a lot of landlords expect things to normalize by uh, January 2022. Okay. Your, your second question, George, can you repeat it for me? Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, just quickly on that CBD one. Um, mm -hmm. for, for, for the delay in, uh, in, in completion of those properties, is that the end of the world? I, I presume it's probably quite good for the, to be a bit pulled back because there's hopefully going to be more appetite for those things, for those sort of projects. I don't think it's the end of the world. I, 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 think, it's, uh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It, uh, it can't be helped. I mean, regardless of, you know, regardless of how, how, how soon developers want their projects to be completed, it's, it's just something which uh, can't be helped, you know. Uh, do I think it's good in the long run? Yes. Um, if the market recovers faster, um, you know, the appetite will probably come back and then uh, it's probably better for, for those developers. So you're absolutely right. Good. Um, I, I guess the more important point is everyone has this feeling up process now. Do we continue with working from home? Do we, you know, um, do we do three days in the office, two days at home? Do we be a bit more flexible? But at the same time, the question is, um, what is the future of working in the offices? It's, is there a lot more hot desking? Um, we need to plan for space in between desks to be a bit more um, as do is there more allocation in terms of um, square footage per person so all this i think will be rationalized all this all this will be developed over the next few months when people start grasping okay, what's what what really is the future of working in offices yeah that's um yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting that i think and um and the, the, the other piece I suppose that's quite just on the CBD still and, and say Singapore is quite unique in this. It's, it's a city that has a lot of young people that still live at home with their parents. And so I kind of presume that there's a lot of people that if, you know, if I was younger and, you know, living in a multi-generational house, I'd be desperate mm -hmm. to get back to the CBD because you know, it'd be difficult. Yeah. Living with your, your mum, your grandparents and your siblings. Be, it depends on the size of your house. Yeah. But yeah, true, yeah if you're lucky enough to live in a monster home, um, but say, let's just say, you know, it's always, Never, uh, 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 not, not an absolute um, statement, but a broad statement would be that a lot of uh, people live in maybe not enormous homes in a city like Singapore, and that you know I have this half hope because it, I, I'm I'm sad about city, like the, the conversation around cities. I think you know it's fine for kind of middle management people that marry with kids to really enjoy this sort of circuit breaker time at home, but but for all of us, if we can recall what it was like when we were younger, trying to get trying to get a break, trying to build a network, trying to network. You know, trying to find a partner. You know, a city creates so much sort of positive Correct. life. 
and, and give such opportunity and such a rite of passage for, um, for, for, you know, for everybody, but in particular the younger generation. And I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, 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 that while there's, you know, I mean, I, I hate this term, the, the new normal. It's, it's a disgusting. Uh, mate, you, the next term. time I hear someone says the new normal. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just a stupid thing to say. Ah, it's, it's beyond, <laughs> I mean, it's just, anyway, we won't go into it um, uh, because it kind of, it, it gives a legitimacy to a, to a ludicrous concept. So the, <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the concept of people working from home all the time and, and, and there's been um, a, a, a manner in which companies can effectively um, work long term is unlikely because you need to have succession planning. You need to create value for individuals. You need to you need to mentor people. And so, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged. You know, from what you say about the CBD, about people, you know, uh, both, both in F and B and kind of the commercial space, that that the landlords are being, you know, uh, sensible and that hopefully cash flows are, are kind of okay. So a lot of the good work that's come into building a really interesting city in Singapore. Um, around the CBD, you know, which which is so yeah. vibrant now, um, it will sustain. Um, and the, the other question was, you know, a, as life has moved maybe away from the, the CBD, um, it, it, to some extent, though, as I say all that, um, you know, and people are at home and they're, in, 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 you know, they're kind of, I mean, they're not villages. I, I prefer them to those villages, you know, from my uh, English context, <laughs> like Siglap, Holland Village, etc. Um, class, mate, class. Yeah. Um, what's the... You know, is that getting more vibrant? You know, are, are, are salad shops thinking about moving from the CBD and moving to to the heartlands or to to to, to, to other areas in Singapore where there's where there's a lot of people that are stuck at home and maybe want you know um, uh, you know kind of office centric food, which tends you know quite healthy and stuff. Look, I think um, that's that's actually a great question, but it does bring up the idea of dark kitchens. So if you, if you realize what's picked up recently is uh, we've got a lot of new dark kitchen operators. So basically, all, all, all they do is they have a kitchen or a specific outlet, for example, you know, a salad operator or a sushi operator or, or a poke operator or burger operator, whatnot. And uh, what, what this means is that you, know, you, don't have, you don't necessarily have to have a a physical shop, all you need is a kitchen somewhere in, in the suburban areas. And, and um, you, you say people in the off, people miss office food, what they, they get in the CBD. All they have to do is you know, ring up for Panda, ring up Grab and, and uh, order this food. So to answer your question, it's already happening, but it's happening within dark kitchens as opposed to physical stores per se. All right. Um, in terms of what we are seeing within the FMB market itself, um, they're, they're, everyone's being very cautious. Everyone being, is being very wary as to how they expand, how quickly they make decisions and whatnot. Um, but if you ask me in terms of where the interests are, it's, uh, it's more, in, more in the suburban areas, um, either suburban malls, of suburban shop houses and whatnot, because yeah. again, it goes back to everyone is uh, more of, more often they're not working from home. Uh, they won't venture into CBD, but they don't want to be cooked up at home. Also, at the same time, you know, business lunches still need to continue to a certain extent. Um, you still need to get that client rapport for 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 people who who are very client facing. So, you know, having a, a lunch once a week outdoors or twice a week even uh, client lunches twice a week 
is, uh, is very normal. And um, if you look at areas in Siglab, Juchet, um, Holland Village, as you mentioned previously, Tiong Baru, I was there about two weeks ago, very, very packed. All the restaurants were packed. You definitely need a reservation. It's not just something you can just walk in. So I think that's, uh, that's very encouraging um, for me to see. Um, one, there's interest in that people are expanding or looking to expand. There are but people are going out to eat. So it's, it's not all doom and gloom per se. Um, yeah, good. People are going out, right? Um, and I guess it goes back to your initial point about networking and, and, and whatnot. Um, again, I hate to use the term pivoting. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. just you about can, you can use pivoting. I think it's all about adjusting. Um, no, I think we, for, for us who work in the CBD, you know, meeting clients, uh, meeting prospects, uh, even, even meeting some of your compatriots. I won't, I won't say uh, competitors, compatriots in the same in line in terms of exchange of information, mentoring and, and whatnot. Um, it's very important that you know, we, 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 you know, we catch up for lunches, after work drinks and whatnot. That's just changed. So I, I, don't, I don't think that has stopped. Yeah. Uh, I think the location has just changed. As opposed to meeting in a, in a restaurant, a cafe or, or, or a bar in the CBD, you're just doing it in the suburban areas now, right? So, yeah, yeah that's, that's not change, I don't think. I, th I think, uh, again, I say pivot, or j just doing something in a different way. Um, yeah. I, 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 presume that, I presume that's given a sort of surprising uptick to those businesses though. So, you know, there's always winners and losers, unfortunately, um, uh, from a situation like this. And so suddenly a bar that, you know, as you say, there's more sort of entertainment happening outside of the CBD. You know, some bars could be having the best year they've ever had. <laughs> correct, correct. And uh, wait, again, you say some winners and some losers, and uh, it just it just depends on how you um, you you react to it and how you pivot in that sense. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I think I think if if you go back to the CBD, um, obviously, you 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 you've you've lost the office footfall. You've lost it traffic right so you know you 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 pump up more online deliveries all right you, you just need to make it work right yeah so and i guess for those in suburban areas now's the time for you to if uh make sure that you know you're well equipped make sure you're well staffed make sure that you're ready for you know, increased business increased footfall and whatnot it's um yeah i, I like that really i mean i, I I think that's what you say there is completely correct. And um, there's been some really good examples of some, you know, some great ingenuity um, around um, how uh, uh, operators and businesses have, have adapted to these mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, it's a strange, a strange period at the moment, but uh, from, from, from my side, anyway, I'm a big believer in, you know, of cities. And I think that uh, I look forward to, you know, to things getting a bit, a bit busier in the CBD. And I think that, uh, <laughs> And a lot of that is, you know, I mean, to some extent, people look towards the government, but I think actually it's companies as well take their own line. And, and, and as you were saying before the circuit breaker, to be frank, quite a lot of large corporations have made the decision to not have people in the office anymore. Um, so, you know, while we need to look at the government opening up measures, we need the, you know, uh, corporates as well to be a bit braver, in my uh, opinion. And I hope that they, that they will be. And, um, uh, and, 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 and that uh, you know you'll see more foot flow go back into cities because you know it's um, 
if we've been lucky enough to keep in a job during this period of time, but, you know, it's important to support those businesses that, that have had a hard time. And a lot of those have, you know, people, agree. 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 Went all the time, you know, <laughs> in the office. So, yeah, and it's, it, it's, it's, um, it's been really interesting, Shafiq. Thank you. And it's, uh, what, what is really nice is that I think there's a kind of a, sort of, you know, uh, a, a quick assumption that, oh, it's disaster. F&B is going to be disastrous and commercial property is the end. And, you know, I think, you know, when you look at it a bit more nuanced, speak to someone like yourself that's really, you know, really on the, on the ground, you know, you recognise that, you know, people have adapted, there's been compromises made and, 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 and that it isn't, you know, one thing or another. It doesn't have to be awful or good. It's navigating its way through this period and, and, and whatever happens on the other side, you know, it will still very much, you know, um, uh, 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 be uh, similar to what we, you know, to, to, to what we were used to. Um, it's just that you know maybe the service offering changes, more delivery, etc. Um, and that's 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 interesting. So so final one for you, Adrian. Just as I know you've got to shoot off, um, is you know uh, um, from where you were um, when we found out that Singapore was going into circuit breaker and all of those unknowns really about you know work and everything to where we mm -hmm. stand today. Um, you know like a you know two months into phase two, I think we are kind of. What, what, you know, how, how are you feel? You think, you know, from that point to now, is it, you know, much more optimistic and you feel like, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things to be done or, you know, is it still a bit kind of unknown and a bit scary? I mean, I, I always take the, um, the positive approach. Yeah, good. But, I mean, optimistically realistic or realistically optimistic. Um, yeah. I think we, we still have some way to go before, um, the government relaxes or allows people to be um, out in bigger groups and whatnot, or back in the offices or whatnot. Um, look, I, I think it's it's the trend is uh, upwards. All right. Um, I think there is a bit of optimism flowing into the market now. Um, obviously, the numbers dropping is is very very positive. Um, I I think it's it's just going to get better. I'm I'm being a bit more optimistic than some of the individuals I've spoken to. Uh, I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to be an upward trend. Um, I think a lot of organisations or firms or operators uh, have to continue reacting to what's happening in front of them. Um, but look, uh, it's my my opinion is going upward. Um, it has to go upward <laughs> for for me. Uh, it's just just because you know um, that's where that's where the business lies and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think in in short, the the one liner is optimism is back in the market. It's gonna go upwards. Yeah, good. And yeah, it wasn't. Un I mean, it, you know, for everybody, it's quite a scary thing. And you said that you know it's unprecedented. It, it was unprecedented, and it, and it was global. Um, the the lockdown or circuit breaker, however you want to term it. And so there was a lot of unknowns, but. You know, as the world slowly but surely, you know, opens up, you know, I think that um, there's, you know, th there are green shoots um, to recovery. But I think that it's really important that everyone um, doesn't just lock themselves in their houses. Um, because if you do that, you'll, you'll yourself will probably end up not having as, as strong a job as you thought. And hopefully uh, <laughs> participation in the, in, the, in the economy domestically and globally will, 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 will definitely, will definitely. Up. I think that's a message that I hope uh, yeah. um, gets across. Look, I, th I think I think we need to help ourselves. Yeah, for it to get better. Yeah, good. I agree. All right, man. Thanks so much for that. It was really really helpful, and good luck with it out there. And um, you know, I hope that 
I know that you look after quite a few of my sort of favourite spots in Singapore. I hope they can get through. <laughs> and um, I'll, yeah, admit, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you uh, on a personal level uh, uh, very soon. Cheers, dude. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheerio.